0: Hey guys, this is Sam and Maki, two friends born in the U.S. and raised in African families pursuing wholeness, whatever that means. This is a podcast for us by us. So come, take a seat at the table and let's chop it up. Hey everyone, this is Am I Whole Yet? It's your host, Maki without Sam, just one episode without Sam. And um, I'm really excited about today's episode. I have a good friend here, Melot, actually friend of Sam and I. Um, we went to school together, uh, UC, go UC, okay, um, in the African Student Association. Shout out to you, CASA, all of that. <laughs> um, and we have something really special to talk about, but Say hi to Melat, everyone. Melat, say hi to everybody.
1: Hi, everybody. Um, I'm Melat. I just want to say thank you so much to Sam and Maki for inviting me to this podcast. I think what you guys are doing is amazing. A little bit about myself. I am 24 years old, born and raised in Cincinnati, Ohio. And like Maki said, we met at University of Cincinnati a few years ago. So yeah, you Ties running strong. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm love a first-generation American graduate mm-hmm. in 2019, and I graduated with a double bachelor's in psychology and neuroscience, so I'm okay. currently working as a behavioral specialist with kids.
0: Yes, ma'am. Educated. All right, let's go. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So uh, you told us about you, what you're into. We love that you know, you're know you into the behavioral specialist. You, you actually got the credits, so we definitely yeah. want to like touch on that um For sure. during today's episode and you know where everything about wholeness everything about being african women being first gen um and i guess i just wanted to ask you too like how are you coming in like how are you coming into the the recording the episode today I
1: feel good. Feel? I feel good. I'm excited. I definitely believe in everything that your podcasts talk about wholeness, um, just being really self-aware of yourself and your surroundings and your situation. So I think mm. the work that we can do together will definitely help a lot of people.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Um, and then I was going to ask you too, like, well, now that I, that you've shared that you're into, um, you know, behavioral like psychology, You know, you studied that. Like, was that something Mm -hmm. that sparked your, like, journey to wholeness and healing? Or were you, like, already kind of interested in that? Or do you feel like you studied it academically? Do you feel like that's Mm -hmm. different than kind of the, the... It's definitely different.
1: It's definitely different when you study it academically, because I think psychology is something that everyone is kind of into at some point in their life, mm. mental health. Um, it's just something that everyone's kind of gravitated to some point in their life. But studying it like on a college or university based level, you learn like really the science behind why we feel a certain way or why we think a certain way and mm-hmm. how everybody is just different. And it's, it's really amazing to see it from a scientific point of view because I know that everyone experiences it but we don't really know the ins and outs of like all the chemicals in our brains and stuff so for sure for yeah
0: sure. I definitely
1: think it's it's a cool field of study
0: cool I'm so happy okay well let's like jump into um what we have you here for so Malat you are kind of like a I mean would you say would you call yourself an influencer I don't know <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay I wanna wanted- say influencer
0: i might have an influence <laughs> okay you might have influence okay uh, cool yeah cool. yeah well you know since being your friend i just see like you really steward your influence on social media and such really well um Thank you know you. you're fun you're real you're authentic on there but then you also like bring up real issues and so today like we want to talk about what is going on back home in tigray um so I guess I can just share too like my dad is from Tigray ethnically he's from there um and my mom grew up in Baeda so like it, it's very much tied to also my family family history but I know like for you too like that's you've definitely been um I guess using your platform to share about like what's going on right now the crisis in the Tigray region of Ethiopia so yeah, yeah. let's like go ahead
1: Okay, so um, yeah, my family is also from Tigray, like Maki said, um, and I've been blessed, I wasn't born there, but I've been blessed to go back multiple times throughout my childhood, throughout my adult life, so I Mm -hmm. really do consider it a second home, so a little background information for the followers who might not be aware with the region and the crisis that's happening right now. Um, So Ethiopia is the country located in the Horn of East Africa, and um, it's a multinational federalism, so it's a bunch of different um, regions that come together under one umbrella of the country. Mm-hmm. So um, currently what the issue is, is the northernmost region where we're from, Tigray, mm-hmm. um, is kind of like breaking apart from that multi-federalism because, um, as we all know, coronavirus hit, the country decided not to hold national elections. Mm-hmm. But since it is a multinational federalism, the region decided to go ahead and do their own elections anyway, and the country viewed that as being rebellious.
0: hmm it sounds like there were a lot of like, like political events that um, started to create like this kind of conflict between government, regional government and like federal government. Mm-hmm. And when did that start happening?
1: Yeah, for sure. So this has been a thing that's been happening for a few years now, um, I mm-hmm. want to say two, three years um, but the thing that kind of tipped off the iceberg was when the Tigray regional government decided to hold elections back in September while the mm-hmm. rest of the country was waiting um, because of coronavirus. They said it was unsafe, even though plenty of other countries, even us in the United States, we still were able to hold successful elections. Sure. So um, that was a very historical moment. And I actually was there during the election. So oh, it was really wow. Cool yeah, that's right. See. Okay. Yeah. It was really cool to see just like how proud everyone was just like holding this historic election um it was very interesting as an outsider like looking in so i'm grateful Mm -hmm. for that experience but that's kind of what tipped off this whole crisis because on november 4th the Mm -hmm. um, federal government basically waged war on the region on tigray and put them under a six-month state of emergency so that means airports were shut down banks were shut down there's no communications um Mm -hmm. they didn't have access to food water um telephone lines were cut and are still cut till this day so it's been four Mm -hmm. months since this crisis has been ongoing yeah um over 60,000 refugees have fled to Sudan Mm -hmm. and that number is increasing as the days go by um there have been mass robberies killings lootings it's it's ultimate chaos right now so it's Mm -hmm. very heartbreaking to hear that this is happening to your own people and to feel helpless
0: absolutely yeah oh my gosh Thanks for breaking that down a little bit because I think, you know, I've been trying to do my research and stay on top of things. Um, most of the family that I'm closer to is in the capital and mm-hmm. it seems like things are like pretty like chill there. Like you wouldn't know um, mm-hmm. that things are going on like, um, you know, in Tigray, but I mean, there's still, we still have family there. You still have family there. It's very, yeah. and just to break it down even further too, like you said, like we, like for a long time I don't I don't think till like maybe last week like Mm -hmm. journalists were allowed to go into Tigray like it was very much so cut off to this day like we have family in the capital that can't reach um family in Tigray Mm -hmm. um like you can't travel into there like regularly just to visit and to see um Mm -hmm. if your family's okay um it's very much so cut off um from aid from like phone communication all of that like to the outside world really
1: yeah not even just to the outside world but to the rest of ethiopia because a lot of um trade that would happen through borders are not Mm going to be able to be happening so people are running out of food the food that they do have that is available prices have skyrocketed nobody can afford it banks are shut down so people don't have money coming in and out so Mm -hmm. it's just it's ultimate chaos right now
0: absolutely absolutely i think too like so there is like a war. I Mm -hmm. I just want even that to be clear. Like there's definitely, there's like Tigray, um, you know, militia guerrilla fighters. And there's also like federal Ethiopian fighters. And there's also like even other, um, other nations that Ethiopia has invited in fighting on on their behalf to in Tigray. And Mm -hmm. so it's very much so like a a war torn area, at least in like outside of like the main city from what I can Mm -hmm. tell. Um, and so that's, there's like the, all these armed forces in this region with like zero accountability to what's happening because there's no like reports, there's no like journalism, there's no communication. And so that's where we see, like, like you said, like the, the robberies, the looting, the like massacres. Um, and Mm -hmm. recently I started hearing about, um, a massacre that happened in Aksum, Did you hear you heard about that for sure? Yeah.
1: Yeah. So um, it was just recently confirmed. This happened a few months ago, but it just recently got confirmed and the news recently got put out because we're getting everything very, very delayed due to the communications not being um, active currently.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's crazy, too. Like you said, like I'm reading about some hundreds of civilians being massacred by military forces. In Aksum, which is, like, an ancient historical city, um, when you go to Ethiopia, you definitely go to Aksum. Like, we're hearing about it months later. No account. Like, this is, like, a really dire situation. Um, It really
1: is. And the diaspora community, I feel like, has done a really good job of just trying to bring awareness to what's going on because in the grand scope of things, it's a small region, in mm-hmm. the horn of Africa and Western media, as we know, doesn't really like to put any attention to what's going on anywhere mm-hmm. that isn't, or especially in Africa. So mm-hmm. I think the diaspora community is doing a really good job of raising awareness. But the response that we've gotten is, oh, it's an internal affair. Ethiopia mm-hmm. will handle it. It's an internal affair, basically mm-hmm. trying to tell people not to probe, not to ask questions, mm-hmm. mind your business type of thing, which is mm-hmm. really, really devastating.
0: Right, right. And I think like the Tigray like population outside of Tigray, like the mm-hmm. organizing efforts have been amazing. Like what mm-hmm. I've, what I, from what I can see, like, I mean, we see like the hashtags, like hashtag Tigray genocide, hashtag Tigray, um, crisis, um, allow, allow access to Tigray, like all of these hashtags and the organizing, like the organizations the in, like the Instagram, Twitter accounts, like the money that's been raised, like it's been like, I mean, major shout out to like today diaspora like for holding like back home down you know what i mean like
1: yeah being a voice for the voiceless because we have the access to all the mm -hmm. means and our people are being silenced
0: absolutely and in some ways i'm like even people back home like they're not they're not technically voiceless like i've i've seen like photos of them like protesting Mm -hmm. and but they are being silenced like you said Mm -hmm. and so it's our job. Well, let me even ask you too. Like, what do you think? Like, our job is as diaspora, even as like second generationers. Like, were you born here? I didn't, I didn't even ask yes, you that. Yes, yes, you were born yeah. here. Okay, same. And I was born
1: and raised here.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, what is our like responsibility? Like, what's our job? Like, what do you like? Yeah. Talk I think we that.
1: definitely have um, an advantage compared to our parents or grandparents because mm-hmm. most of us we're here. We go to school. We go to work. A lot of us have degrees. Um, So, we definitely have a lot more advantages than our parents or the generations before us. So, I think it's our responsibility to hold it down for the people back home that might not be able to have all the opportunities that we had. So, I definitely think, even if this wasn't happening to my specific region, like anything that was happening to my country or to my people, would be Mm -hmm. something that i would want to bring awareness to like we've seen so many different causes where people are like oh it's happening in china or it's happening in india like Mm -hmm. it it doesn't really affect us but as a global community it should affect you you should be angered when people are dying senselessly when people don't have access to basic humanitarian um aid and stuff so
0: yeah absolutely i think i think you're right on point like i agree um and you know it's like, I haven't even done this very well. Like I mm-hmm. I feel very like compelled and even like, I feel some shame because I, I didn't, um, you know, use my platform or I, I, I guess I was caught up in like, oh, it feels very like partisan. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if you feel like this, but like our parents, you know, came from a generation where it's like highly political and like, you know, you died and went to jail or were tortured if you like had any political views and spoke mm-hmm. about them. And so I, f- I feel a little bit of that, like kind of like, you know, don't talk about these things. Like maybe you don't like, you know, put your a voice out there or whatever, like, oh, it's so complicated. Like you don't know, and it is complicated, but like mm-hmm. at least from a humanitarian standpoint, it's very, very simple. Like we've talked about, like it doesn't matter what's happening on the political level, like the civilians, the people on the ground, the innocent people that have zero power in what goes on in their government, like they're being affected. They're the ones that are being displaced in droves. They're the ones that are experiencing violence. Um, and it's, and that's and that's the issue that I think we wanna really amplify too, is like um, the lack of access to aid, um, the lack of uh, reports, I think now they're saying th- there is enough probably for um, human right crimes, war crimes mm-hmm. in the yeah. region. And so um, I think... Again, you've... this is
1: all very delayed too, because yes. stuff that happened in November, December is just now coming to our attention. So,
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. How is like your well, if there's anything else around, like, what's happening back home, like, definitely share, but I'm, I'm almost, like, curious, like, how your family is doing, like, like, have you heard from people back home, like, yeah,
1: um, Yeah. so my entire extended family lives in the capital of Tigray, which is Mekelle. So um, recently the phone lines did open up in that region because the region was taken over by the federal troops. So I have been able to phone back home and for the most part, they're okay. Um, their neighbors' houses have been robbed. They've known mm-hmm. people like friends and family members that have been killed um, just senselessly for Mm -hmm. being out past curfew or for Mm -hmm. being in a certain neighborhood when you're not supposed to be. So there's a lot of like rules that are changing in the city and the area that are terrifying because it's not the way of life that they're used to. Mm. Um, Recently, too, I know we're going to touch up on this a little bit later, but rape has been used as a weapon of war. So that is Mm -hmm. also something that a lot of women are terrified of. Most people are just staying at home waiting for things to get better waiting for an end to the
0: madness so yeah Um, wow well first off i'm sorry It just i you know it's like i knew that that was what you were going to say but it still like hits you know because you're a coa and i feel Mm -hmm. similarly like um in some ways powerless or Mm -hmm. helpless i should say um and I don't know, it's just very, like, it, it's, it's very scary because I think in some ways, like I would hear things like this, but from my parents time, you know, like mm-hmm. about there being like curfews and don't be in the wrong place and police brutality. And, um, but like in real time, like right now, it's like, what would I, what would I have done back then? You know, if I right. was there, but it's mm-hmm. like, now we kind of have the opportunity to like, what would I do now? You know, mm-hmm. um, and I I just wanted to even share too, like having family in that region, but more like rural areas. Like they still don't have like access to phone lines mainly, and so we we still don't have like a touch on um, some family members, extended family members. Uh, my dad's brother um, is in the capital, um, but because he's ethnically Tigray, like he his bank accounts have been frozen um he's been on house arrest he was in jail f- for 30 days um a lot of like discrimination based on your eth- ethnical um heritage heritage but not necessarily political ties so even if you're mm-hmm. ethnically um to like you have to be very very careful you're disenfranchised even if you're not in that region so mm-hmm. um
1: yeah like i've heard stories from like friends and cousins in various parts of Ethiopia, saying that they can't even speak their own language of Tigrinya mm. because they're scared of being ethnically profiled. Mm-hmm. Um, a friend of mine was in the car listening to a Tigrinya song, which is um, a song from that region, and a police officer recognized the lyrics and basically wrote her up for it, um, wow. even though she has no like political ties to anything. But it's just wow. it's a scary time to be ethnically Tigrayan right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Wow. Um, you mentioned um, and trigger warning we're going to talk about sexual assault so turn it off or skip this portion um, if uh, if if you want to but uh, you were talking about um, women and sexual violence um, and so t- tell us a little bit more about that
1: yeah so um it's not anything new that rape is being used as a weapon of war it's happened throughout generations to come and it's a horrible thing to happen Mm -hmm. but um recently because of the al jazeera interview that came out a few days ago about Mm -hmm. the young girl 18 year old mona lisa who Mm -hmm. was um a survivor of a rape attempt um eritrean troops actually went over and tried to uh, sexually assault her And when she refused, they ended up shooting at her and she lost both her arm and her leg
0: Mm. in the
1: tragedy. So um, it's a very heartbreaking story. And it's even more heartbreaking knowing that she's not the only one. I think as of right now, there are over 60 cases in Ider hospital, which is one of the only functional hospitals in Tigray right now. So um, cases are coming in. But then again, there's also that stigma of shame that comes uh-huh. with sexual assault, so that number isn't entirely accurate because a lot of people who have been sexually assaulted are probably not going to yeah. get medical help or aid because, one, facilities aren't really functional right now, and, two, it's right. something that within our culture is kind of shameful. So yes. stories are definitely starting to come out right now. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's very heartbreaking.
0: Absolutely. I did listen to that um, interview, and it was very disturbing. to say the least very disturbing Mm -hmm. and i think that um it is being used as a weapon of war and it's it's very scary that um these things like reports are being delayed um Mm -hmm. because we don't we don't know what's happened like in the last four months um like hearing about massacres hearing about mass rape hearing about lack of like food starvation i mean like another famine you know like it's, to think about. it's a very man-made famine man-made exactly famine, yeah absolutely which is um, something to point out absolutely I think too um I guess I just wanted to ask like what has been your response to this like how have you um I don't know whether it's like emotionally or an action or yeah so yeah
1: um as soon as this whole um, crisis began, obviously, I was trying to find different organizations that I could maybe help with or just try to help spread the word as much as possible because, like I said before, we're in a position where we can speak out against the atrocities that are happening. So, um, recently, a group of friends and I had created a fundraiser to raise money to um, send over like medical supplies, um, HIV contraceptives mattresses, food, like anything that these women and especially survivors of rape might need because there's a Mm -hmm. dire, dire desperate need right now. Um, So basically how the idea came about was a friend of mine had called me A friend of mine from Canada had called me and said, like, hey, I just talked to my sister. And she said that the hospitals aren't really functionable right now, that they literally have patients and rape survivors sleeping in, like, old schools that they turned into hospitals. Mm. But um, because of all the violence that have been happening, there's, like, glass shattered on the floor and medication has been stolen. So Mm. even things like cancer and diabetes medication have been stolen and taken to other parts of the country um, Mm. because it's just absolutely chaotic at the time so yeah we talked about it for a bit and I was like you know what why don't we raise money I don't know how we're gonna do this but at least let's raise the funds and figure out a way to help these people because they need our help Mm -hmm. so we sat together with like a group of other girls and started this fundraiser our original goal was to raise five thousand dollars and we thought it would take us like a week or two to um, raise but through the power of social media We literally got Mm. our, we reached our goal in less than a day, which is amazing. Yeah. So we have extended the fundraiser and we're going to keep fundraising for the rest of the month. And Mm. right now we're at like $12,000, which is amazing. Wow. Yeah. So I'm definitely proud of everybody that helped spread the word and um, donated. I think it's amazing what people can do, especially when they put their minds together. Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah, that money right now, we've already sent the first half of that money to Ethiopia where our partners on the ground are buying um, contraceptives, birth control, um, food because there's a food shortage currently, um, pads, underwears, reusable pads as well, um, and just different things that the women need, which I think is amazing. That's
0: great. That's great. I love that, Malat. Seriously, I think it feels hard to be far away and not Mm -hmm. there, um, but that's like a really significant way to help just like mitigate that at the, the crisis, you know, whether it's mm-hmm. like through violence and I mean, it's like, what, what can you do? Um, mm-hmm. but this is like a real way to kind of put your hands, um, there and like bring some relief. Um, even though there, there isn't like some, at least until very, very recently, maybe the last week or two, some mm-hmm. organized relief, but, um, yeah, this makes a huge difference. Yeah, so the last thing I was just going to ask you too is um, since we've been talking about, um, you know, the crisis and, um, you know, genocide and um, all of these things, like like how do you think this is connected to wholeness? Like even as a behavioral specialist, like...
1: So I definitely think that... Um- Uh, as like a human body like when one part of your body aches the rest of you feels it Mm. so like if you have a headache the rest of your body isn't going to feel well so that's definitely the response that I feel like the outside and diaspora community has taken seeing their people in so much pain and so much um hurt I feel like Mm. the rest of us are really hurting as a whole right now and in a way it can be a positive thing because I think we're all hurting collectively which is Mm. motivating us to put in the work and donate do fundraisers reach out to congress um reach out to different Mm -hmm. organizations so i think it's definitely motivating us in a way that we've never been motivated before but Mm -hmm. i definitely do think that um this collective hurt has brought about a lot of positive change
0: Mm. that's great and tying it
1: back to wholeness it's just everyone coming together which i think is really beautiful
0: absolutely i love that too because i like that um Mm -hmm. idea of like all of us being part of a body Um, Mm -hmm. and I think at times like being second generation, like you can feel a little bit disconnected as far as like your identity, like cultural identity. Like I, you know, there's a lot of family, like I never really knew my grandparents, um, and just all of the trauma that can come out of like being a refugee and, um, you know, parents being immigrants and migrating against their will or needing to against their will, I guess um we know like we know that trauma very deeply in our bones and our bodies and um it's a lot of our story mm-hmm. and i think like we can even relate and know that it that this is going to have like um effects for generations um consequences for generations even if peace were to come to tigray today it's like there's still going to be a lot of suffering um mm-hmm. for a long time and so i think we don't want to, at least, you know, me, like, I don't want to think of, like, wholeness or healing, like, as just me, just my mm-hmm. individualistic self, because um, I think it's a very colonized way of thinking, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know, my people, like, my peace and my wholeness is caught up in your peace and your wholeness, Exactly. And so I have to, my success
1: is caught up in your success, yes,
0: absolutely, absolutely, mm-hmm. like, I can't thrive and flourish without you, thriving and flourishing and that and I think that's that's the heart that's the intent behind like um raising awareness about what's going on in Tigray and I think um you know similar to this is like back in 2019 or something like that I you know the Sud- Sudanese people like Sudanese people like they were having lots of protests lots of um you know political uprisings in their country and I just saw like the diaspora really um amplify what was going on back home, um, so that the rest of the global stage couldn't couldn't ignore it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and that's I just exactly think,
1: what's happening right now.
0: Absolutely. I that's what, exactly what I was thinking too. Like to di- diaspora, like the organizing, I'm just like so amazed, the community like effort. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is exactly how change happens, especially when you have a federal government that's so like looking very shut off and very like isolationist at the moment mm-hmm. and saying like, Oh, we can handle this by ourselves. Like we don't have, I I do remember at one point, maybe South Africa or something said, said, had some comments about what was going on in Ethiopia. And they're like, we can, we can handle it ourselves basically. Yeah. And it's so, an
1: internal issue, but it's not it's an, an internal, internal issue when you're inviting all these foreign parties to absolutely. basically rage war. So
0: absolutely. And having, um, no accountability like no um you know public eye on them it allows them to get away with a lot Mm -hmm. um and already these foreign forces that have like long-term decades-long animosity Mm -hmm. in a region like it's very dangerous so um all that to say is we are very much um, able to um, help our people back home by Mm -hmm. like raising awareness and fighting like disinformation Mm-hmm. about what's going on and just being more ed- educated, um, wanting to be advocates that are that are educated.
1: I think um, something that's also really important to note is that um, we might not think our tweets or our posts or our Instagram lives or whatever it is that we're doing is making a difference, but it really is because just even podcasts like this, it really does make a difference in getting awareness out um people are finally starting to realize that this is no longer a law and order enforcement operation as it was advertised in the beginning people are starting to realize mm-hmm. that this is really ethnic cleansing and genocide mm-hmm. and that the people that are getting harmed in the process are innocent civilians who have nothing to do with politics they're just mm-hmm. most of them are farmers or businessmen mm-hmm. they're just trying to make their livelihood so it's really heartbreaking but at the same time i feel like if they were to see all the things that we were doing behind the scenes that our people would be very proud of us today.
0: Amen. Amen. Yeah, I don't I I want to I want a platform like the like you said the Tigrayan civilians that are like raising their voice and um you know, asking for peace and asking for people to look at what's going on there um because that's a dangerous thing to do to speak mm-hmm. up right now. And, you know, should they experience violence? Should they be killed or jailed for using their voice? Like, I want it to mean something. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that's part of even like how you're saying like we want to raise awareness and make them proud. um, Because they're the ones that's actually doing the hard work and the labor and Mm -hmm. risking their lives. Um, It's the best way to steward like our privilege abroad. So Mm -hmm. um, the last thing I wanted to say... That Am I Whole Yet is collabing with you, Melot, and your fundraiser. So (laughs) the rest of this month, Women's History Month, by the way. Yeah, Happy Women's History Month. (laughs) Yes, Happy Women's History Month. Monday is International Women's Day. Mm -hmm. So right on time, aligned with, you know, the theme, we want to raise money um, to help support and bring resources to survivors of sexual violence in the Tigray region through a number of things like Melat um, listed before different medical supplies, food, um, all kinds of things that they would need that they don't have access to right now or funds to, we want to help raise money. So we will be posting using our socials to raise awareness about what's going on in Tigray, using the hashtags, showing articles, you know, pictures, stories, interviews, you know, Releasing information about events, things like that. We definitely want to just platform as much as we can this month and raise and be a part of what you're doing. Like we're so excited, and we think you know it's our honor to try to help organize around it. So up until March thirty first, like we will be raising funds with you and posting about on social media. So everybody stay tuned to that. We'll have like the link in the description of this podcast, and we'll also have it on our social in our link tree. So. You can find it there. Post, retweet, um, posting your story, all of it, okay? All of that. We
1: want to see all of that. And I want to say thank you so much for allowing me to talk about it a little bit on your platform and for helping us with this fundraiser because I do truly believe that women helping other women is the way to go for 2021.
0: Period. Period. Yeah. Period. I mean, women were just like the, the core, we're the foundation of societies. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, we have to. We have to, we know what our mothers and our sisters, Mm -hmm. our aunts like went through. So we have to do this. Yeah, it means a lot. Thank you for just like paving away and like making sure like we don't just like live our privileged, you know, blind life. Like I just, I've appreciated your uh, advocacy on social media and it's been very, it's been convicting. It's been influential for me and it just, it means a lot. And I know you get a lot of flack for it. I mean, people are very political and nasty yeah. online, and um, but it means yeah, a lot. Thank so. you. I
1: think at the end of the day, we need to just remember that it is a humanitarian crisis, and the politics involved are very, mm-hmm. very complex and deeply rooted throughout hundreds of years. So it's not anything that we can change today, but we can change the fact that people, innocent people are suffering, and we need to do something about
0: it. Absolutely. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Melot. Thanks for coming on today. Thank you it for means having a lot. Me. <laughs> Um, this was a very special conversation. I'm sure we'll have you yeah, on again. Looking forward to uh, you know, to sometime it. soon. Yes. So if you listen to our podcast episodes, we always give a special self care tip at the end. So we wanted you to do, to do the yeah, honors today, for sure. okay? So do you have a self-care tip for us? Yeah, so my
1: self-care tip for today would be to find something that you genuinely enjoy doing, either a hobby or a ritual or just something that you genuinely enjoy doing and put aside a little bit of time out of your day every day to do it because taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. and doing things that you love is honestly one of the most fulfilling things. So it could be cooking, listening to music, taking a walk, just anything that you genuinely find joy in.
0: Absolutely what, what are you doing nowadays? Um,
1: you I enjoying? am turning off social media For a few hours a day okay, Yeah Because a period. break is much needed And we're just always consuming A bunch of information all the time So it's nice to just sit mm-hmm. back And take a nice bubble bath Away from everything
0: Yeah I think we definitely need to Nowadays sometimes You can like get caught up in I mean Not that you want to be like um, Dismissing like what's going on But like to To read it and hear about it all the time like it's that's hard it's hard it it's not good it for is. your mental health so balance is very made. much so <laughs> thanks my and we appreciate thank
1: you, it. you for having me thank you this was fun let's do it
0: again <laughs> it was fun okay thanks so much guys you know you can contact us always on instagram dm us and my whole podcast or on twitter as well and we have our email, podcast at gmail.com. We will respond. We want to hear from you. We are going to be, again, promoting this fundraiser, raising um, resources and funding for survivors of sexual violence in the Tigonai region. We're going to be putting out news in collaboration with Malot. And we also wanted to share that we'll have a special announcement coming up, too. So watch out for that bonus announcement and Super exciting yes follow follow us on instagram that's where you're going to hear everything first so thank you guys we love you bye bye
1: everyone